0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Second Take Podcast. My name is Phil, this is Pastor Steve Thomas, and we're pumped to be back today. We're uh, diving into uh, a deeper look at the the messages from Sunday, and we're in a series right now at First Baptist Church, Delray Beach, uh, designed for dominion. And really, this is a fun topic today because we're talking about the mark of the family, and it's really about circumcision, Pastor Steve. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, why are we talking about this, first of all? And
1: what's the relevance of it? But, you know, circumcision is that. It was the mark that you're a part of the family of Abraham. And that's what we have to kind of keep in perspective here. It's not um, some kind of a, you know, get into heaven free card. It's, it's this is the mark that said you're a part of Abraham's family.
0: Yeah, man. And I think that, it, you know, circumcision is... Uh, not just an Old Testament thing, but it's a New Testament thing. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, you know, Paul talks about the circumcision of our hearts uh, through accepting Christ. Talk to us about what that means. Like, what does circumcision mean to most people that are listening today that may not be of Jewish descent and don't understand some of that heritage? Why do we get circumcised, and what does that mean for the Christian practically overall? Yeah, well,
1: first of all, circumcision is—now it's done— in a, for health, really, yeah, for, sure. in the West, but um, when we think of circumcision in the New Testament, it's really a circumcised heart, or if you want to say, it it's better to say, I think, a marked heart, a heart that is marked by the grace of God, and that's what we're wanting to have happen, is we're wanting to see us have this heart that, that uh, Jesus Christ has saved and cleansed, and therefore, it's a different kind of heart, and in, a, in the New Testament sense, really, there's a some people talk about the circumcision of Jesus, and uh, this kind of comes from Tim Keller. But that there's a Jesus was bloodied and cut off hmm. outside the gates, and so that's a that's what circumcision. One of the things circumcision in the Old Testament pointed to. So it's bloody, it's brutal, um, and it it cuts off a piece of the body and. And Jesus is cut off from his people. So he that's the picture that we're looking for. Wow. And so when we enter into salvation, we enter into that death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm. And that's that's kind of a deep theological water. But that's really what we're saying. Um, We get to benefit from Jesus dying, uh, being buried and, and resurrected and ascended. And that's an incredible thing to think about. Um, The problem is, is that sometimes we're just satisfied with a physical circumcision. And that's what happens to people who um, are ethnically Jewish sometimes. I have been circumcised. I am uh, a Jew by ethnicity, by birth. And that is my relationship with God. I have a special relationship with him. And maybe there's more to it, but they're really depending upon their birth physical birth rather than a spiritual rebirth, which is what Jesus called us to.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, as you mentioned, the Jewish people, what happened in the Old Testament was that they became a Jew. You could even become a Jew by getting circumcised. And Mm -hmm. there was this uh, joining of the family of God and this Abrahamic covenant that people were part of. But, you know, as you mentioned on Sunday, Um, they had they were around the family of God they were around the faith but they didn't they weren't of the faith they didn't have the faith in them and they weren't people that were you know literally God's people um, in Christ obviously as we make a decision to be like okay well I I have this Abrahamic birth we're children of Abraham the Pharisees said and Jesus said no your father's the devil because what he was saying is that you're, you're you don't have a repentant heart you have this heart of pride that says, I'm, I'm born in this thing, or I'm a good person, essentially. We're keeping the law. When Jesus says, no one can keep the law, and I came to fulfill that law, and I came to give you grace, essentially, right through the gospel. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm definitely not someone who believes in uh, replacement theology, that we've replaced the people of God or the Israelites. I believe they're still God's people. Uh, at the same time, the church is now uh, yeah following the gospel talk to us a little bit about yeah. that, that, that that's, that's another
1: yeah that's so important for us to understand because some people think well you know the Jews are no longer God's people and, all that. and what we have to understand is God's people were supposed to be the ones who would deliver the blessing but the reality is only a portion or a remnant of God's people actually did that and do that today yeah so no one is saved whether Jew Gentile male female old young whatever your race, no one is saved other than by trusting in the promise of God. Right. And that's the faith of Abraham. Abraham believed God. It was counted to him as righteousness. Sure. That's such an important concept for us to understand. I have to have faith in what Jesus did in order for me to be saved. Abraham had faith in what God would do through Jesus that he didn't even know at the time. And so there's this, it's like to be a faithful Jew or a faithful member of the church it requires that we're a subset of those who are circumcised. Mm. So for Jews, hey, I was circumcised. I'm a Jew, a ethnically Jew. Great, that gives you access to faith, possibly, um, but it doesn't mean you have faith. Mm. And that's what's so important. And so today, as the church comes out of the Jewish nation, because the original church was Jewish, the disciples were Jewish. Right, they right. were the ones that launched the church in Acts uh, chapter two, especially. So they, the, that's the remnant that came out of the Jews. So um, that's what's so important. So as they started the church, formed the church, now we have a situation where people sometimes think in a very similar way that Jews thought that circumcision being the child of Abraham would save them. People think, because I came to church, was a member of a church, maybe even had some kind of an experience at church, that that will save them, and that's the same thing. They're they're a they're a, a, they have access to it, but do they really have true faith where they're trusting in Jesus, not trusting in something that happened a long time ago?
0: Yeah, and I think that it goes into you know even the sacrament of baptism, where you know some people think, well, I was baptized as a child. You yeah. know, I was born yeah. into the Catholic Church, or maybe I was baptized as a baby in a different denomination. Yeah. And or I went through confirmation and there was these ceremonial things, maybe even just as simple as baby dedication. Well, you know, I just I've been Christian all my life. My family's been Christian. I've been to church. My grandmother's a Christian, all this stuff like the circumcision of the heart has to happen for each and every individual where you literally repent and believe for yourself. Um, Talk to us more about why that's important.
1: Yeah, some denominations will say, you know, you had to have been baptized as a child. You had to have been christened. and the, the best um, will say that the most accurate would say, no, to be baptized as a child doesn't save you, but hopefully it sets you up for salvation at some point in the future. Okay, um, but really baptism should be a symbol of what God has already done in our hearts. And that's why we do it after salvation. We want someone to have received the gift of salvation, to have been saved by Jesus Christ, to have had that faith begin, then baptism is a picture of that. The problem is that people will say, well, I was baptized maybe as a child or maybe as a teenager. And now they're in their 30s or 40s and they're like, I don't know if I really got it. Mm. And uh, I think that's a, it's a great question to ask. And people ask that all the time. Well, did I really get saved back then? And if you don't know, um, first of all, I love that people ask that question mm-hmm. because that says they care. That says maybe there's some conviction in their heart. And uh, we shouldn't always be running around questioning our faith, but we should go, you know, God, I wanna make sure that you do live inside of me. I, mm-hmm. I don't wanna just depend on a ritual or something that happened years ago. I wanna make sure that you've saved me yeah. and that your spirit lives inside of me. So when that happens, we often will will lead them back through this well, how did you get here? When was there a time? when you said to jesus you responded to jesus with repentance and you get convicted we think about what are the signs the holy spirit's at work well one of them is conviction of sin mm-hmm. and conviction means i'm i i know i'm a sinner and i want to repent not that i know i'm a sinner i'm going to keep doing it that's mm-hmm, not conviction mm-hmm, that's just mm-hmm. reality and so we ask them you know was there a time and if they're not sure we encourage people to do it right then, you know, is there, would you like to repent of your sin and ask Jesus to save you? Mm-hmm. And, um, that can be a really powerful time and encouraging time for people. And then we'll often, we'll often baptize them after that. And then sometimes people say, well, yeah, I, I had, I did have an experience. My question is what changed? What has changed in your life as a result of that? And it could be that, you know, I got convicted of a certain sin. God began to deal with me. Great, that's great sign of the God's at work in your life and that you are saved. Um, what other things might have changed in your life? Did you ever respond to God at all, or did you just keep going the same way you were always going? Yeah. And when people haven't changed at all, I'm like, you know, I don't know if you if you received the gift of salvation. You mm. may just have been responded to
0: a sales pitch. So yeah. And I think a lot of times people, you know. How do I say, as you mentioned, with the mark of the family, it's like, this is what my family does. This is what I've always done. Yeah, yeah. And. You know, sometimes you can almost feel. Sadly, as the scripture says, you know, Jesus even said there's gonna be people that say, you know, I did all these great things in your name and mm-hmm. he's going to say department from me, I never knew you because yeah. you were around church. You were around the move of God. You were around the things of God. You were around Christian people. I mean. He says two are going to be in the bed and one are gonna one's gonna be taken the other oh. one will be left. You know there will be people that uh, are deceived and in, in, in a way thinking okay I am saved because you know I believe there's a God but you know the demons believe and they tremble. Talk to us about even as we go deeper into this subject and theologically here, how do we really know that we're saved and that we have salvation through Jesus Christ? We've repented of our sin. I think. Repentance is the big key, right? Um, but mm-hmm. tell us more about that, because I know there's people right now that kind of made me feel like I think we've kind of opened up a can of words Like, how do I really know that I'm saved? You know, yeah. I was in church, I've done this, I've said this. Yeah, assurance is a really big deal to know to know that I know, if you will.
1: And uh, repentance is huge. Being being convicted of sin is huge. It's a great indicator. Um, a desire to worship is a great indicator. Um, a desire to know Jesus. And to get closer to Him is a great indicator. Um, The things that typically cause people to doubt their salvation—the biggest one is unrepentant sin. Mm. And it's you know, I how could I be saved if I just did this again, Mm -hmm. or if I just, or if I have, if I refuse to repent of sin? Um, Those are things that should make you kind of get scared, be like, if I don't want to repent, do I have the Holy Spirit in my heart? Because what we're saying is is when we get saved, the spirit comes to live inside of us. And so for him to exist in a place where we're willfully sinning is a really hard situation. And it can lead to some difficult things like depression and those sorts of things. Well,
0: I think it's also tough because you have people preaching things like, well, there's no such thing as a sipping saint. You know, if you touch alcohol, you're not a Christian. You can't say you're a Christian if you vote Democrat. Yeah, You can't say you're a Christian if you believe in abortion. And it's like, well, talk to us about some of these issues. Yeah, the litmus people tests. This, you know? Yeah, the
1: litmus tests are really kind of interesting. You know, I'm like, I'm like let's talk about what it means to be a believer. It means to live a repentant life in response to Jesus Christ. And we have people come every. We have people come to Christ from all different walks of life and different areas of and in different influences and you know everything from voodoo influences to uh, all kinds of demonic influences to different sin areas. And I'm just like. You know, So our goal is not to get them cleaned up and then, then get them saved. Our goal is to bring them to Jesus mm. and to say, listen, if you have responded to Jesus, in other words, he has invited you, and there should be a very deep spiritual thing that happens where you, where he is inviting you, he's compelling you, you just sense it in your spirit, and then you respond, yes, I want to repent of my sins, and I want you to save me. Mm. That's really what the salvation experience is like. But there is no, um, you know, a social issue, that means you're saved or not saved. Right. It's. I mean, there's all kinds of, of issues. Well, how could a saved person commit that sin? Well, look at the Bible. David committed murder as yeah. someone who was one of the greatest worshipers of all time. Hmm. Um, sin is horrible. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be pointing fingers at people going, well, if you did that, you can't be saved. Obviously, if someone's lifestyle is totally against God and there's no repentance in their life, they're probably not saved. Right but if there's if there's a conviction and repentance in their life then there's there's great hope that they are saved there's no conviction for those like god god doesn't uh chasten people who aren't his children Hmm. and so he comes after you and he brings you to repentance that's a very godly it's a very wonderful thing that god does for us and um so we that's where we need to focus we could eliminate all sorts of people because we don't like their politics or we don't agree with them on different issues and Um, what we need to think about is what does the Bible say and is are we responding to the Bible in a repentant way when it's compared with our lives? Yeah.
0: And when we talk about the marks of the of a Christian, the marks of a family, you know, you mentioned uh, James 4, 8 to draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Yeah. What are some of the things that you feel like we need to Or that we can do to draw near to God if we feel like, okay, well, I know I'm saved. I've repented of my sin. I believe Jesus saved me and I'm a child of God. Now, how do we draw near to God? Yeah, I
1: think there's three good practical things we can do. And the first is just time. Um, Is there any time in my day where I'm focused on him? there's a number of ways to do that it's 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 praying it's it's reading his word it's saying god i just want to spend time with you Mm. we always spend time with people we love Mm -hmm. always we always try to we're desiring to spend time with people we love so the first thing i want to do if i really want to know jesus and i want to get closer to him is draw near to him by spending time with him some quiet which is really hard to find sometimes Mm -hmm. maybe you need to put your 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 earphone your noise canceling headphones on something and uh, have some real time of solitude with him. And second, think about what the input is that you're in getting into your life. I need to receive input from him. And that can come from great Bible teachers, sermons. Uh, I already mentioned reading his word. What is flowing into me from him that he is wanting to pour into my life? Mm. What friends do I have? Um, you know, who, is, who is influencing me? those start, you start to realize as I draw near to God in others, he draws near to me and I start to feel closer to him. Mm -hmm. And then finally, what movement is he calling me to make? And he, you know, the great Henry Blackaby who just passed away last week, um, said this, he said, you know, you can't stay where you are and go with God. Mm. So where has, where is he moving you? It could be he's moving you into different friendships could be moving you into a different job he could be moving you to a different neighborhood different relationships there's a lot of different things he could what how has he moved me and be ready to move where he's leading me mm-hmm. those are three practical things my time the input and the, and my movements uh, can really help
0: me draw near to god i love that that's really great And i think that you know again we kind of are touching on this topic of circumcision but i think it really gets down to as you were mentioning it's it's really about understanding that I'm a part of now the family of God. And this was obviously a cleaning ritual. I believe it's something in in the Old Testament days that was probably a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word, Uh, um, drastic, right? Because you were seeing this this mutilation of the flesh. Now, you know, pretty much er every person in America most of the time is getting circumcised. Um, And it's more common nowadays. But, you know, how do we... How do we really put that into our practice when we talk about, you know, I talked about Paul talks about the marks of a Christian and I talked about, you know, just like the cutting away of our flesh. Talk to us about mm. how to die to mm. ourselves and what does it mean to deny ourselves as Christ said, and does that play into circumcision in some ways?
1: Yeah, because when you when when they were gonna be circumcised, they were saying we're gonna be a different people. And when Abraham and he circumcises his family, we're gonna be God's people. And so that so that opens a door for them to say, we're going to stop doing certain things. We're going to separate ourselves. We're going to come away and be separate. And so that causes us to die to who we would be otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't want to do that. And that's how I I don't want to follow Jesus that much. You know, but the reality (laughs) is if I'm going to follow Jesus, he's going to move me away from some things. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to I'm going to have to die to some things i'm to let go of some things that may have really mattered to you Mm -hmm. but that keep you from following jesus and um we think that's a that's actually a really good thing if for anybody wants to be a great athlete they got to die to some stuff
0: yeah can't eat everything on the can't eat
1: everything you're gonna have to actually practice right you're gonna have to probably step away from some relationships and maybe move locations to get to be who you want to be and to follow Jesus is glorious it's wonderful it's thrilling but you have to die to some stuff that's in the way mm. and that's really what it's a loving thing Jesus does is he calls us away from uh, certain lifestyle issues uh, from certain sin issues and from really certain practices that just keep us from knowing him yeah
0: yeah well hopefully some of this stuff is you know helpful to you today we just uh hope that you're being encouraged by this series, by the messages. We would love for you to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or right here on YouTube. Share this with a friend and let us know how we're doing. And um, I'm excited to continue this this series and this podcast. And I think that um, you know if we if you're listening today, um, hopefully you can say, "Listen, I've got to make sure that I have these conversations with myself, but also maybe with my family, with my friends, and yeah. really get down to." man, do I know that I'm reaching people or am I just kind of reposting something on Facebook or repost? No, I want to have that conversation with my son. I want to have that conversation with my coworker. Man, are you, tell me about your walk with Christ. You know, it's really discovery conversations that you're having with, with everyone every day. Like, Hey, tell me about, you know, where you're at. Are you okay? How's God speaking to you? Well, I don't know if God's ever spoken to me. Well, Tell me more about that. It's it's really a key indicator to sharing the gospel mm-hmm. is this idea of, are you really circumcised? Are you really in the family of God or are you just around God? And I think it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a powerful tool um, to share the gospel, man. Yeah, when you start to
1: share what your story is and you hear someone else's story, God begins to move in your heart and just encourage you so, so much. Mm-hmm. And it's not about trying to sell somebody. It's about trying to connect with someone, their relationship with Jesus, your relationship with Jesus, and talk about the joy of that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really encourages both of you.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, uh, Pastor Steve, you could pray for us. Those that are listening today, let's agree together that God's going to use you this week uh, to share your faith, to show the love of Christ and hopefully help us to get back in, in close relationship with him as we uh, open ourselves to being um circumcised in the in the heart yeah let's let's pray Heavenly Father we praise you
1: for calling us out uh, to to follow you Jesus where you want us to go Lord for the joy of that Um, God I pray for those who are maybe wondering that uh, am I a follower of Jesus maybe there's some church background but never any real change Lord, I pray you would continue to draw them to you in a powerful way because you Jesus want to make yourself known to us If we'll just stop and listen and stop and encounter you, Lord, and ask you to speak into our lives, Lord. May we all be ready to repent, uh, quick to repent, Lord, and um, to trust you to pay for that sin. Lord, I pray for any of those out there who are just feeling guilty today. Uh, God, I pray that through repentance, they can feel innocent, Lord, that um, they can begin to encounter you in a wonderful, joyful way knowing that you, Jesus, paid for our sin, Lord. Thank you for the privilege of this time. In Jesus' name, amen.